Have you been thinking about other ways to use your nursing training to make a difference in people's lives? Have you always wanted to immerse yourself in a new culture, learn a language and work abroad? Ever thought about Peace Corps? The Peace Corps is recruiting experienced professionals like you for international volunteer opportunities. Volunteers live and work alongside communities while building relationships, exchanging knowledge, and helping transform lives. The Peace Corps Advancing Health Professionals Program sends Americans experienced in nursing, pharmacy, and other healthcare specialties to work with partners throughout Africa. You'll get to utilize your skills to support emerging healthcare professionals and strengthen healthcare systems. Are you looking for more? The Peace Corps is looking for you. You can learn more at www.peacecorps.gov forward slash AHP. So what I thought, as I feel like many new grads think, is the hardest part is going to be the skills because we don't get much practice in nursing school. I mean, we get to practice in simulations or what's called sim lab, but you don't get actual practice like on real humans. So I was worried going into my first job that I would automatically have to know all of these things. And it actually ended up being the easiest thing about the job. The hardest part, I would say, was the critical thinking aspect. Hey there, I'm your host, Sarah Lorenzini, a rapid response nurse and educator who loves telling stories to teach critical thinking. This podcast is for nurses who want the knowledge, skills, and confidence to respond to any emergency. With almost 20 years of experience in the ER and critical care nursing and a master's degree in nursing education, I have a lot of stories to share, and I love to nerd out and break down the pathophysiology, pharmacology, and nurses' role in emergencies. Stories bring learning to life. It is way easier to learn from and remember the stories that my colleagues and mentors have told me than anything I've read in a textbook. And that is why I made this podcast. Every episode is packed full of exactly what you need to know to handle whatever crisis that could arise on your shift. It's one thing to get the right answer on the test, but knowing how to detect when your patient is declining and what to do when your patient is crashing is what will make or break your day and might just save your patient's life. For today's episode, I'm excited to have Stephanie Beggs as my guest on the show. I imagine most of you already know who Stephanie is. She is the CEO of RN Explained, her online business that creates content to help nurses pass nursing school and survive as a nurse. She has a solid social media presence where she is like the most amazing, concise, up-to-date educational videos for nurses. She's an ER nurse herself and a nursing instructor. And in the past year, she was named one of Forbes 30 under 30. I know, right? This girl is busy. So Stephanie, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Welcome to Rapid Response RN. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> so Stephanie, I wanted to have you on the show because I wanted to talk specifically about how you transitioned from being the nursing student to being the nurse. <laughs> but before we do, can we just yes. take a minute to tell oh, yeah. me about your nursing journey and like what has it been so far? How long you've been a nurse? All that good stuff. So I took an untraditional route to nursing. I started off with a degree in business marketing and I graduated with a degree in business marketing and then worked at Warner Brothers for a little while. 
realized it was not something that I liked. So I went back to school and I actually was in an accelerated BSN program. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different than your traditional BSN program. Because I have a prior degree, I was able to skip all of the undergrad, what's it called, general ed classes Mm -hmm. that traditional BSN students usually take. So I went straight into nursing corps classes, clinicals, and then we graduated. So my accelerated program was about a year long. It was crazy, jam-packed. That is crazy. That's <laughs> that's very yeah. condensed. You have to be a certain level of crazy to, to do an accelerated program. And well, you are an ER nurse, so yeah. we already know this about you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so that's about it. So I went to an accelerated program, graduated, and applied to hospitals as a new grad, and I was dead set on ER. So I applied until I got the ER, so didn't settle awesome. for anything else. Awesome. Do you regret at all going straight into the ER? Not at all. Never, (laughs) never, never. I absolutely love the ER. I didn't want to do anything else. So I couldn't even see myself being anywhere other than the ER. Yeah, I did the same thing. Right out of nursing school to the ER and I loved it from day one. It was hard, but I loved it from day one. So as you were like coming out of nursing school, transitioning into being a bedside nurse, what were your biggest fears? What were you most scared of as a new grad? And then what ended up actually being the hardest thing? What did you think was going to be the hardest and what actually ended up being the hardest part? Yes. So what I thought, as I feel like many new grads think, is the hardest part is going to be the skills. Because we don't get much practice in nursing school. I mean, we get to practice in simulations or what's it called? Sim lab. Mm -hmm. We get to practice in sim lab. In sim lab with the little dummies. But... You don't get actual practice like on real humans. So I was worried going into my first job that I would automatically have to know all of these things. And it actually ended up being the easiest thing about the job. I now obviously am like very good at the skills and whatnot. But at that time, like it was hard for me to realize that we are constantly going to be learning new skills in any hospital that I go to and really any unit. They have different resources for the same skills. So I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I was learning at a different hospital how to do continuous bladder irrigation because they have different stuff like for that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't familiar with it. And so it was just like learning all of these skills over and over and over again in different ways was something that it's not hard. I thought it was going to be really hard, but I think that's probably the easiest part of the job. The hardest part, I would say, was the critical thinking aspect. I agree. And honestly, a lot of the critical thinking stuff, it's even hard to teach in nursing school. Mm-hmm. Almost have to have that like drive to want to know more, like that curiosity. That is really what makes you a good critical thinker. Yeah. So they can say, here's the seven steps to critical thinking. You kind of have kind of have to come into it knowing that, but learning how to apply your nursing knowledge to your already like your set ability to critically think is what makes you a good nurse at the bedside. The critical thinking aspect is, I feel like, a learned thing that you learn as a new grad. It's not something that you can really teach, kind of. I mean, I guess you can guide your preceptee or whoever Mm -hmm. into critical thinking, but I think it's just learned through experience. And so Mm -hmm. that I also was kind of scared on. That may have been probably the hardest thing was just applying my book knowledge to real life experiences now. It's so different choosing from a set of multiple choice options than looking at a patient, putting all the data together and deciding what's the next best step, right? It's so different in real life. Oh, yeah. Nursing school, 
really just prepares you to pass the NCLEX, but then you have to apply that stuff to save people's lives for sure. Totally. So how is your orientation? What advice do you have for new nurses who are about to start orientation? So my new grad program was an entire year, okay. which sounds crazy, but it was an entire year long, about five months of the first year, that five months I had a preceptor and then I was on my own, but I was still in the new grad program still after mm-hmm. when I was on my own. And then the orientation prior to this was, that was really quick. That was like two weeks or so. And then because I was specifically ER, we had an additional two weeks of EKG classes and things specific to ER. So my orientation was just a little bit longer, longer because of that. And then we had the preceptor and then the rest was on our own. Gotcha. So is there any advice you would have for a new grad about to start their orientation, like things that you uh, wish you had known ahead of time or what? how you can get the most out of orientation? Yeah, I would say... I would say ask a lot of questions. It's going to be a lot of the things are very unfamiliar to you because you're not used to being the staff. You're just used to being the student or just rotating through these units. And so all of these things that they talk about actually matter to you now because you are the staff member. Mm -hmm. So ask a lot of questions if you're unsure about things. But I would say if you're going into a unit that is specialized like ER, ICU, cardiac, something like that. If you're going into a specialized unit, I would just kind of brush up on some of the like most common things you would see like in that unit. Like so for me, I brushed up on heart attacks, recognizing the signs and symptoms, strokes, hypoglycemia, seizures, just refreshing my memory on that. Of course, once I get onto the job, I'll be way more exposed to actually seeing patients with this. But at least so I'm not going in there like what do I see on an EKG with a heart attack again? You know? Yeah. So I think that's really all I did to prepare. And then once I was actually on the job, everything was taught to me there. So. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So another challenge from like transitioning from being the student to being the bedside nurse is kind of navigating the culture of the unit too. I mean, there's everything from like nurse bullies to nursing leadership to the interdisciplinary collaboration piece. And that is not really discussed much in nursing school. So what have you learned from that experience? How did you navigate the culture of a unit as a new grad? I think especially in the ER, we have a lot of strong personalities. Mm-hmm. And that was hard coming in as a new grad because Everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a strong personality in emergency. And that was difficult for me. I think the the thing that helped me the most was two things. One was how I approached people. And the other one was recognizing that I think personally about like 90% of healthcare workers like to teach. And so allowing an opportunity for somebody to teach you something, people enjoy. And so the way that I would approach these coworkers or these physicians or whoever was to allow them to teach me something that I needed clarification on. And it worked really well for me in terms of making friends or establishing rapport with people. In terms of nurse bullies, I kind of just learned that not everyone's going to like me. And people may think I'm stupid for asking the question, but I learned how to kind of brush that off. And it was hard because I wanted everyone to like me and I wanted I didn't want people to think that I 
was lazy or slacking or whatever. And so I cared almost too much. But I learned to kind of brush off the rude comments or something and just not go back to that person (laughs) that was rude like that. I kind of learned who I could go to for things and who I would really stay away from. So you kind of mentioned it, but like when you approach these people wanting to get clarification or something. Yeah. There's a certain like technique to it, you know, whereas like starting with humility and saying, hey, I had a question about this thing or I noticed you ordered this, not questioning your order, but just for my learning or for my education. Can you explain the rationale to me for this patient? Kind of approaching it humbly. Most people are like, oh, yeah, I'll teach you something. Let me show you what I know. Exactly. (laughs) But if you, you know, approach it like demanding or even sometimes you can always be too like apologetic. Like, I'm so sorry to bother you. And I'm so there's no reason to even apologize for asking a question, right? You are asking a question to help a patient. So there's no apology needed. (laughs) You just start with, hey, can you teach me something? I want to learn. There's no way you could have learned everything in nursing school. There's no way. And so just being okay with having questions, like you said, not worrying about people thinking you're stupid. If they do, too bad. They're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, But just being okay with like, I have more to learn. My one year of my accelerated BSN program mm-hmm. could not have taught me everything that you've learned in your 20 years as a nurse. So I have questions. Yeah. Please help me out so I can help my patient. Totally. And you are always going to be learning. And yeah. I think one of the scariest things is if you are not asking questions. I think that's the scariest type of nurse is the ones who don't ask the questions yeah. or think that they know it all. So ask the questions. It's okay. Everybody's going to have questions. And A lot of people in healthcare like to teach. And so, sure, you're going to have some people that are not the nicest, but you'll learn that as you go. And that's okay. You'll make your friends and you'll have the people that you really like to confide in or go to. And it just takes time. Have you ever had someone be super condescending or almost like intentionally try to make you feel stupid? (laughs) And how did you handle that person? Or how do you wish you would have handled that person? You had some years under your belt. Mm-hmm. I so the hospital that I was a new grad at, I loved everybody that I worked with. Although we had very strong personalities, I loved them. So I didn't allow when I was getting to know these people, I think these bullies, quote unquote bullies, I just didn't feed into them. If they were mean to me, I'd just walk away. Or if they made a rude comment, I'd ask somebody else. <laughs> but I do remember one and we're friends now, this coworker of mine. But at the time, we didn't know each other. And when she would teach me things, I apparently subconsciously had no idea that I was doing this, but I would say, yeah, all the time. So I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, got it or something. And she took that as I kind of knew it all. Like, oh, yeah, like I know what I'm doing type of thing instead of like me just being excited. Like, yeah, you know. So she did not like me as a new grad and because she thought that I knew it all and that I was, yeah, basically that I knew it all. And later on, we're friends now. And so later on, she's like, yeah, I didn't like you because you came off like you knew everything and whatever. So I learned that the way you react to people or kind of respond to somebody teaching you says a lot as well. And you just need to be humble about when people are teaching you things to say, thank you so much for teaching me that or, oh, that makes so much sense now. Thank you. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Because she did not like me when I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
So you're trying to show excitement about what you're learning and she's interpreting it as, oh my gosh, this girl knows everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But that that's a really good point, Stephanie, is like being aware, like your body language and how you're responding to when you're learning things. So you don't put people off. So they might want to teach you again in the future. That's a, that's a really yeah. good point. Are there any things that you did to help you like keep track of all your learning? I mean, my God, to go from one year of nursing school to ER knowledge, there's a lot to learn really fast. What are some things that you did to like get it stuck in your head? <laughs> I would say, honestly, it was the repetition of seeing these patients. One thing I tell new grads is to really get your hands dirty. You have your patients and you're learning how to handle those patients, but any chance that you get to jump into somebody else's patients mm-hmm. or some type of intervention that you've never seen before or a code or something like that, I tell new grads to jump in because the repetition is what's going to help you when you get a patient like that one day. And aside from you can go home, like I do have when I was a new grad, I, I have a journal that I like write down patients that I've seen or crazy things or whatever. And you can like write these things down. The chances of you going back to that, though, and like, let me refresh on the patients that I had, you know, it's not like nursing school where you write all these notes and like study from that. It's more of the experience now. And so that's why I say just get as much exposure as you can as a new grad, because the more you see things and the more you do things, whether it be your patients or somebody else's, that's going to help you when you get that patient one day or someone with a similar diagnosis or something. Yeah, no, it's good. I, when I was a new grad, I had a little notebook that I kept in my pocket. Now I'd probably just write it in my phone, but this was, you know, 2002. It's been a while. I didn't have a flip phone, so you didn't write things in them. Anyways, (laughs) if there was like a new med or a new intervention I'd never done before, I would just like jot it down and then later go back and like learn it a little bit more. I remember one time I asked a doc, I was like, why are we giving albuterol for hyperkalemia? He's like, oh, because it's a beta 2 agonist. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> right like, now, yes. I have no idea what he's talking about. But I went home and I learned it, right? So little little things like that. Just just yeah. like a one line note of what I need to kind of brush up on because I know I did not learn that in nursing school or I've clearly forgotten it just to make sure that I'm I know it for the next patient. That's good. Yeah. So is there anything that you feel like nursing school didn't teach you? that you wish they would include in nursing school, whether it be like certain topics or skill sets? Yes, I, you know what? (laughs) I think that nursing school did not teach you a lot of things, which is unfortunate. But I say that because it's kind of hard to teach, like we were talking about earlier, the critical thinking aspect where you take from book knowledge to real life. So what I think nursing school does, which is good, is it teaches you the book knowledge. But where Mm -hmm. they lack is taking that book knowledge and learning how to critical think in real life. I think the simulation labs are are okay. I personally hate simulation labs because I don't think they're realistic. I think it's hard to act like it's just awkward. Mm -hmm. But I think it did not teach me a lot of the real life skills that I needed. The only thing it really taught me was the book knowledge that I could now learn how to apply in real life which is good because I think that's the foundation. Everybody Mm -hmm. needs to know that. And that's why nursing school is so important is because you need to learn that foundation. It truly is like relearning a lot of things as a new grad. And but it is less overwhelming, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's more just experience and learning kind of in a natural way than it is like studying from a book. I think a lot of things could be changed from 
a nursing school curriculum. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how they would change it because you do need to know the book knowledge, like how they would incorporate real life things. Yeah. I mean, that's that is the question, right? You have a limited amount of time to teach all the things that nurses have to know for the NCLEX. And especially for like an accelerator program, you're really crunching a lot into a short amount of time, which it's hard to really fully acquire that knowledge whenever you're like yeah. quickly going through the content. I think so. I was a nursing professor myself as well. And yeah, one area that could be improved upon is as soon as you learn the content, apply it to a real patient. I think that's the big takeaway. Absolutely. Just a basic question of like your patient has these three symptoms. What is it? Yeah. Okay, I need to know, like, your patient comes in and these are your symptoms. What's your first, like, priority? And, like, everything needs to be kind of case studies and watching them unfold and not just, like, the textbook classic situation, but, like, what questions should you be asking? You know, like, the patient has this. What do you want to know? Uh Oh, I want to know a blood pressure if that's their history or I want to know their potassium level. Like, teaching people to be curious and not just teaching them to, like, say, this is the right answer for this symptom combination, like, but really thinking, like, how can we investigate and learn more totally. about what's wrong with our patients? Teaching teaching people to critical think. You actually can't teach it, but you can kind of yeah. model, I guess, here's the next question you should be asking. Here's the thing you should be looking for. Here's the assessment you should be after for this particular patient. But yeah, I agree. There's a lot of opportunity for improvement with nursing school. I think at this point, there though, is. because there there's is. such a need for nurses, they're going to keep crunching these programs to be shorter and shorter. And just like, yeah, you know, turning out people know. that can pass the NCLEX. So now the question is, what can hospitals do to help nurses transition better? Like as a preceptor, yeah. what can you do to help them transition yes. better? Totally. And I think one of the big things, too, that really makes or breaks a nursing program is the passion of the instructor. I think there's a couple of different things that you could do to to kind of we need to all learn the book knowledge, but to make it better is having an instructor that is actually passionate about teaching what they teach because that makes the world of a difference of learning these things. And then, like you were kind of mentioning, like modeling this critical thinking of the things you should be asking, I think a good change are the way these exams are. Not just answering an A, B, C, D question, but if they had changed like the way that exams were, maybe rather than answering on like a computer, you had to actually say these things out loud. Or I don't know, like something like you have a patient, like if I were a professor and you were the student and I asked you, a patient has a potassium of 2.5, walk me through the steps of what you would do. And that type of like vibe, instead of just answering like an A, B, C, D question where people actually have to learn how to critically think and what questions you would ask and taking that book knowledge and like really applying it. So I I think there needs to be changes in the exams. And there needs to be changes in the the way that instructors or professors teach, I would say. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. I mean, there's so much opportunity there. So we've been talking a lot to like new grads, things that they can do to help them transition well. Yep. But let's talk for a minute to preceptors like you were. A new grad oh, yeah. not so long ago, three years ago. And now I'm assuming you're precepting a lot. You do a lot of education online. What are some things that people who are training the next generation of nurses should know or be aware of to help them help the new nurse transition well? Like, what are some things that they should be doing differently? I think the big thing these days is preceptors need to realize that the new wave of nurses that are 
getting hired right now are the ones that went through nursing school during COVID. So they didn't get a lot of the hands-on skills. A lot of their their clinicals were online. So they're lacking, and it's not their fault, but they're lacking a lot of real-life skills in clinicals. So I think that preceptors need to just keep that in mind and give a little grace to these students because for some new grads, this might be their first time actually going into the hospital, which is so sad. Yeah. And then I would say that's a huge one. Like, for instance, I had a new grad who really had no clinical experience because it was all online for COVID. And so when we were in the ER, this patient needed an EKG and we had to put the leads on the patient. And so I said, okay, go ahead and put the leads on the patient. Well, she was lost, like so lost. Like, where do they even go? And I think as a student, if you were in clinical rotations, you definitely would have been exposed to that. You would have seen that and that would have been something that you were at least familiar with. And she had no idea. And so I kind of had to teach her almost as like a clinical, like as almost as if she was a student again, how to like where to put these leads on the chest. And I had to think to myself, like, you know, it's not her fault for not knowing this because she didn't really get the exposure to know this. And of course, you could tell that she felt not dumb, but like she felt inadequate. And yeah, and that sucks. And so I think just having the grace, honestly, is huge for these new grads that are starting. Yeah, having the grace and even like how you approach when they don't know something, you know, by saying like, did they not teach you this in nursing yeah. school? That is really off-putting and immediately makes them shut down. But to say, oh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know this either until someone showed totally. me, so let me show you. And, and speaking of EKGs, maybe she had like an online quiz where you click on the chest where the leads go. But that's different than a exactly. real person. Yeah. What do you do with the boob? You got to lift it up out of the way. Yeah. And like, how do you put these on someone who's hairy? Like, there's so many things <laughs> that you would only learn if you're with a real yes. patient, right? So, yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. And so just being gracious and understanding and not saying like, oh, like, that's fine. You don't know anything yet. But rather, oh, there's so much more to learn. Let me show you a great tip or a technique or a hack or to make this go easy. Because, yep. again, there's stuff that I learned that. Yeah. Totally. I was a year being a nurse before I ever was exposed to before. They did not cover it in nursing school. I did very well in nursing school, but I did not learn that particular thing. So it's it's okay to not, not only okay, it is expected. Mm-hmm. You will not know everything right at a nursing school. There's still so much more to learn. Oh, yeah, 100%. So we've talked a lot about like things you can do to help you acclimate to the unit, you know, with the culture, how to be like mm-hmm. a proactive learner. What is like the best advice that someone gave you coming out of nursing school? What was the most helpful thing that you learned that kind of shifted your perspective or helped you handle the overwhelm of being a new grad? Oh, man, the best advice. The hard thing is I don't know if I really got any advice, I think, because I really had no friends or anything in healthcare that kind of helped pave the way for me. Mm. Um, So I kind of just jumped into this all myself. I would say one thing that kind of stuck with me was that one day everything will click for you. And it's not going to come in a week of being a new grad. And it's not going to come, you know, in a month. For me, things started to click around month like six. I had six months of really contemplating and questioning, is this 
right for me? Like, am I in the right unit? Is this right for me? I feel so stupid. I feel like I don't know anything and everyone thinks I'm dumb and I'm slow. And then there was a day literally where I thought, huh, like it actually clicks like these signs and symptoms. I know what to do for them. And I know what to do for this patient coming in via ambulance. And waiting for that click is kind of what helped me kind of push through Mm -hmm. because new grad life is not easy. It is not easy at all. And it makes people question if they should be there. And you just have to wait for that click. And sometimes it takes Mm -hmm. six, seven, eight months. For some people I know, it takes a year for things to click. But if you could just push through to that, I think that was like the biggest advice that I could give somebody. I remember for me, it was more like eight or nine months until I felt like it was clicking. Yeah. And the moment that I knew it was, was we had hired another new grad. And so... They kept coming to me with questions and I'm thinking, why are you coming to me? I've been a nurse for eight months longer than you, right? <laughs> but I was safe, right? I yeah. wasn't condescending. I wasn't judgmental. I was happy to share my knowledge. Yeah. The little bit that I had, I was happy to share it. But it got to where every time she asked me a question, I actually knew the answer. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I do exactly. know more than I thought. And I didn't know this stuff when I started. And yes. I've already learned so much. Like that's what I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can do this ER thing. I'm a resource to this one nurse. Exactly. Yeah, so you're right. It is not going to click right away. Do not give up on yourself or on nursing or on your specialty and you, until you've done it for a good like year because yeah. it does take time to really acclimate and acquire all that knowledge and not feel like you're constantly drowning. But eventually, when you're not drowning anymore, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to be a nurse, for sure. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So whenever you meet new grads now, what is the advice that you give them about how to transition to practice? Ooh, I really just tell them to ask a lot of questions. I think that's like my biggest advice is like, ask as many as you can, don't feel stupid and jump into any and every scenario that you can. So learn your patients and learn how to take care of those patients, but also try to jump into whatever you can when you have downtime. That's kind of what I tell new grads now. And I I mean, I also kind of invite them to come to me, whether they're my preceptee or not. I tell them they can always come to me to ask questions, always keeping like an approachable manner like to these to these new grads that they can always come to me if they have questions. Um, If they're scared to ask somebody else, I'm not going to judge you. And I like I love teaching. So like ask me so that I can teach you. But (laughs) yeah. So I think asking the questions and getting getting your hands dirty always. It's good. So to the new grad listening, feel empowered to ask questions. We know you're asking for the right reasons to yes. discuss with your patient. And to the preceptors listening, be open to those questions. Respond with warmth, not with condescending mm-hmm. rudeness. There's a lot of things that you didn't know either whenever you started out till someone showed you. Yeah. And so I definitely am grateful for your insight, Stephanie, because you've clearly transitioned very successfully, right? Oh, thank you. <laughs> You've been a nurse for three years now, you said? Yes. Three years. Yeah. And so you transitioned well, you, you know, got through the hard part and now, you know, you just get to enjoy the role of being a nurse and not feel like you're constantly like trying to keep your head above water. So thank you for your insight. I know. That. I know. So speaking of tools to help you transition, you have a lot of them <laughs> for sale online, plus your oh, yeah. online uh, like social <laughs> media platforms. If people wanted to get a hold of you or tap into the great resource that you have, how would they find you? 
So I have a couple different platforms. If you're looking for just a quick refresh on some topics, my TikTok at Steph Beg with no S at the end. I do a ton of different, a lot of new grad stuff, but also nursing student stuff as well. Teachings on there. Same with Instagram. Same thing at Stephanie Beggs, my full first and last name. And I do a lot of refresh topics on there. It's great for new grads. I also have anything that I sell on Etsy, and that's RN Explained on Etsy. Those are all of my products that I sell. And then the last thing that I just launched was my YouTube. So I have a YouTube, it's RN Explained as well. And I teach the topics that I usually teach on social media, but in like a five minute format. So you get a little bit more education there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's awesome. All right, Stephanie. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience from your heart. I know it's going to help so many new grads as they're scared to transition, but just to hear from someone who just went through that recently, it's totally doable and it's so worth it. So thank you so much for your time today. Have a good rest of your day, Stephanie. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that if you like this episode, you would probably like my course too. My one-hour rapid response and rescue course is an introduction to how I approach emergencies. If you would like to learn to think, assess, and respond quickly when your patient is crashing, then you can check out my website, rapidresponseandrescue.com. And if you message me the word podcast on Instagram, I will send you a coupon code for $10 off the cost of the course. Oh, and did I mention that the course is approved by the AACN and worth one continuing education contact hour? So if you want to level up your emergency response skills and get one CE in the process, then this course is what you want. I put the link in the show notes for you. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you learned something that will save a life. Remember, nursing is a team sport, so trust your intuition and don't give up advocating until you are confident you've done what's right by your patient. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of Sarah Lorenzini and hers alone. They are not intended as medical advice and should not take the place of your institution's policies or procedures. Evidence-based practice is ever-changing and your patient care should reflect the current best practice. If you want to get in contact with Sarah, you can find her at rapidresponseandrescue.com. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that if you like this episode, you would probably like my course too. My one-hour rapid response and rescue course is an introduction to how I approach emergencies. If you would like to learn to think, assess, and respond quickly when your patient is crashing, then you can check out my website, rapidresponseandrescue.com. And if you message me the word podcast on Instagram, I will send you a coupon code for $10 off the cost of the course. Oh, and did I mention that the course is approved by the AACN and worth one continuing education contact hour? So if you want to level up your emergency response skills and get one CE in the process, then this course is what you want. I put the link in the show notes for you. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you learned something that will save a life. Remember, nursing is a team sport, so trust your intuition and don't give up advocating until you are confident you've done what's right by your patient. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of Sarah Lorenzini and hers alone. They are not intended as medical advice and should not take the place of your institution's policies or procedures. Evidence-based practice is ever-changing and your patient care should reflect the current best practice. If you want to get in contact with Sarah, you can find her at rapidresponseandrescue.com or on social media platforms as the Rapid Response RN. 